0: Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck and co host Rev. Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Romp 2. This is the Rev. Dr. Paul Hasselbeck having another wonderful, beautiful day in my consciousness.
1: And this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton, and it's another beautiful day in my consciousness.
2: And this is the Reverend Doc Bill Holton, and it's very definitely another beautiful, beautiful day in my consciousness as well. And as you guys know, Cher and I are the co-founders of the Global
1: Center for Spiritual Awakening and that is a name change and we invite you to come and hear all about it just come to our new website which is gcsacommunity.org that stands for global center for spiritual awakening gcsacommunity.org
0: yeah i'm just, i'm going to say something short it's a name change because traditionally when there's been a change or shift in consciousness in the bible there's a name change so oh. it's appropriate so like that. Thank you. You're welcome. I have my website, Paul Hasseldeck, where I have my calendar with my events and the Absolute Word, which is my weekly blog based on Sunday's Daily Word. And so, yes, we are MR2. We share about spirituality, pseudo spirituality, science, and pseudoscience. And we are continuing a very wonderful topic called joy. And we're basing this on a TED Talk and a transcript called Joy Inducing Aesthetics by Ingrid Patel Lee. So Cher, take it away.
1: Yes. And I want everybody to know that I put a link to that TED Talk on our website, metaphysicalromp 2com You can go right there and there's a link so you can listen to the TED Talk. It's very fascinating uh, to hear her. So in her uh, TED Talk and in her book and in her article, she talks about 10 different aesthetics of joy. And she uses that term aesthetics just as a summary uh, because she's a designer. So she's relating it to her background in design. So it's kind of like metaphors throughout. And she listed 10. Last week, we talked about abundance as one of them. And so today, and we named them all last session. Today, we're going to look at harmony to start off with harmony as an aesthetic. Aesthetic. so what she says is if you're someone who finds joy in a really well-organized closet I can feel people cringing right now when I there's, say that.
0: there's some yeah. yeah
1: and what's interesting is most people do find joy in it but very few people actually can obtain it <laughs> that's the difference <laughs> but she says if you do find joy in that well-organized closet or in a collection of things that are arranged neatly harmony is the aesthetic for you and this is the aesthetic of balance and symmetry and pattern. And it comes from the fact that seeing order in the world around us often gives us a sense of joy and calm. It lets our brains relax because we know that we can spot threats or opportunities because the rest of the world is orderly and organized around us. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, this is, this is an aesthetic I live by, harmony when my place gets a little disordered, my thinking is disordered. So I tidy things up a bit. And isn't it true when we walk into a place that's, that's aesthetically put together in harmony? I feel a sense of joy with that.
1: I agree. And I think we sometimes look For that, like if things are confused, our mind plays with what's there in order to create something that gives us a feeling of order out of chaos.
2: And I believe that all of us really, when you think about it, are composed of two main aesthetics which take different forms. For example, we are aesthetically finite beings and infinite beings. We are aesthetically human beings and divine beings.
0: Wow, that's that.
1: With the aesthetics, which again brings order. How do we bring those together and harmonize?
0: Yes. So I'd switched out chairs in my living room some months ago. I got a, a power recliner, and the chair that was there just got moved to the side. And I finally donated it to someone who needed it, the chair I didn't want. And I had a sense of joy. It's not ecstatic joy. It's just, and I in, come like infused with joy that I can sit there and not see that chair that didn't belong there.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, That's yeah. great. And it also, the joy of knowing somebody else is having that same sense of joy in receiving that chair and they're in their chair experiencing how grateful they are to have it. That's yes, kind of a nice flow of the joy mm-hmm. that keeps going. And almost ties in with the abundance we talked about last week that you only give when you come from that place of abundance.
0: Yeah. And so the thing is, is that these do overlap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever like we have lists, we usually find overlap and that's that's just fine.
1: It but is. And can I throw one other thing in about harmony for people who are looking for that order and find it, that sense of joy in it, but yet have trouble creating it. Start very small. And one of the things that we have recommended, the three of us, when we teach um, the power of order, when we talk about the power of order, we suggest you pick one little thing like one drawer or one section of your closet or one area of your garage, not the whole garage. And just take one area and focus on creating the order there and then expanding it out. And you'll find that before you know it, you have more
0: order than you ever imagined. And something that works for me is I have a small condo now, but I have drawers and cubby holes. There's one or two of those. That part of the order is that drawer gets to be disorderly.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's in order when it's out of order.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's the order for it. I love yeah. that.
0: That's yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: What's the next one? Okay. The next one is energy. Energy is the aesthetic of color and light. It's really important to understand how she's explaining what these mean. Absolutely. Energy is the aesthetic of color and light and explains why we have an innate attraction to a sense of brightness around us. So we often use the terms brightness and darkness as a proxy for our emotions We say that life is golden when things are going well, and if we're in a bad mood, we have a dark cloud hanging over us. Well, it turns out this spectrum of brightness to darkness is a universal thing, and that bright colors are universally understood to be joyful.
0: Yes, and especially colors like red and orange. Actually, when I looked up what's the color for joy, it was a bright yellow color, so all of this makes sense. And I have an example, and I might be using several examples from this trip I took to Bentonville to go on a bike ride. My friend Steve and I walked out of this restaurant in downtown Bentonville, and it was dark, and we saw in the distance all of these bright lines of light and and color. and, And when we walked over to see it, it was the facade of a parking garage, Wow. (laughs) So they took something ordinary and turned it into something extraordinary. And it was all because of these bright, beautiful lights and geometric patterns.
1: Oh, I love that. You know, there's an area here in downtown Durham, where they are, it's apartment buildings. And it's an area that was kind of Dreary looking, And I think they've actually hired street artists who have created this beautiful, it is graffiti, but it's designed graffiti. So it has order, (laughs) which would be the one before, but they've created the whole facade of this area. Now, when you drive past it, it's beautiful. There's butterflies, there's trees, there's, it's just gorgeous. And I, I don't know the story behind it, but it just creates joy when you drive by.
0: Yes. So I, I feel the same way when I see them. And part of it's related to one of the aesthetics we're going to talk about later. Maybe not this this show. But for me, when something like that shows up, where it's not expected, it's also surprise.
1: Uh, yes.
0: It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, to see all of that color in the midst of all this dreariness, right? Well, I've, I've got a
2: surprise for our listeners. We've all heard the expression, to make a joyful noise. Well, why not say, make a joyful poise (laughs) instead of noise?
0: And then we're back to a joyful poise. We bring it to the noise of our consciousness and the world around us.
1: Right. It ties the order in, (laughs) and the energy, because we brighten up when we do that. And I think about clothing and you think when you don't feel like you're in a good mood, you usually drag the drabest stuff out of your closet and put it on where you Mm -hmm. feel even worse. And so I found that just look at the bright colors. And even if you don't feel like it, put that on and literally the color itself will change your mood
0: or help you uplift your mood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the next one is freedom, which is when I first read this Just the word I went, huh, that's interesting. And she says, the feeling of being let loose and having our bodies be unbounded. (laughs) So it's that feeling of when you were a kid and on the last day of school, the school doors burst open and you could burst out onto the playground. That's the feeling of freedom. But also the feeling of being in a wide open meadow and having space around us. Often, nature is the thing that gives us a feeling of freedom now, because we live in sort of enclosed indoor environments. And so one of the things, one of the reasons why I like to ride a bicycle, I feel free. Mm. And when I feel free, I feel joyful.
2: Mm. I had the same kind of feeling when I was a youngster and would be in church and in when the service was over, I could burst out of church and play with my friends. Yeah. And you
1: and, about that? That's the kids running out. That yeah. is
0: true. Yeah. And and then we became ministers and there was bursting into church. <laughs> That's so, right. Fun. I don't think it had to do with freedom, but it, it definitely was doing church was was really a, a fun thing to do.
1: Yeah, I love this one experience of freedom. I'd like to just dive into that a little bit deeper while we while we can, because I don't think we think about it enough. We don't that we get into routines and structure, and everybody waits till they take a prolonged vacation to get free. And if we would allow ourselves every day to just have that moment of time that we could burst out of our routine. I wonder what would happen.
0: Yeah, so um, we call it a freedom break, yeah? Uh-huh. And we've all talked about that idea of doing our work on 90-minute cycles, and that's those ultradian rhythms. And often what I would do, I would get up on my desk, and I'd go on my balcony and look at that view which is expansive, and that supports freedom. Yes,
1: yeah. and it's, again, that nature, that that's why people want to take that walk outside or just look at it, or even on your screen to get a screensaver that has beautiful pictures of nature that move through each other. That yeah. You can go there for a moment and mentally just take that escape.
2: Well, when you think about it, the, the word freedom, the last two letters stands for ohm. And boy that. is that freedom.
0: <laughs>
2: That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> wow. And the word free and we, oh. can, we can play with this quite a long time because we're creative <laughs> humans, aren't we? Yes, we are.
1: And you know another interesting thing during the pandemic a lot of people experienced that freedom of not having to dress a certain way. We didn't wear shoes as much. We uh, just that whole freedom of of relaxation and still doing our work. And I think that has carried over now. people, I noticed that people don't dress the same even when they're back in the office now. They do wear shoes, but yeah, people are much more casual in their dress, which Absolutely. is appropriate. When, when
0: mm-hmm. I speak out of church, prior to the pandemic, I was always in a suit. Now, I'm almost <laughs> never in a suit. And I was talking to someone about... Reaching out to a church of this as a minister and offering to speak. And I was informed, well, they require a jacket. And I went, huh? I wonder if I want to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be one of those. Yeah. No, <laughs> not yeah. gonna do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So let's see if we can get one more done. And this is a word I never heard. Did you guys hear this word before? Affordances? No, no, no. So, affordances this aesthetic came out of an observation that I made. This is uh, Miss Lee talking that I made while I was looking at all of these different objects that people told me were joyful. And I started looking at the objects of childhood things like hula hoops, and bubbles, and balloons and bouncy balls and merry-go-rounds and carousels. And I noticed that, hmm, they're all round. And I started to wonder why, why, I started to wonder why are so many things that are playful round? Well, it turns out that round shapes are the safest shapes. They don't risk injury. Well, I don't know. I've had a, a ball throw on me and, and it can yes. hurt right? <laughs>
1: yes. yes.
0: So affordances, which is a term designers use to describe the different ways that things can be used. And so round shapes are naturally associated with play. And just think of all the ways as kids we use yeah. us, as a ball and You guys know how my mind works. It's sometimes very strange. I remembered a scene from the movie Airplane. Remember Airplane? It was that spoof on airports and stuff like that. And in one scene, a person in a control room asks another person. And this person was holding like a document. And he says to the other guy, what do you make of this? And his response was, I can make a hat, I can make a brooch, (laughs) and there were several different things. And yes, that's joy. And, And then she wraps this up and says, round shapes are naturally associated with play. And I think play is at least associated with happiness and often with joy.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I just think that's so cool. And you know, I love the idea of the round shapes. In fact, and I'm part of applied improvisation group where we use improv for different purposes. And round shapes are quite often used where we create imaginary ball and we're throwing it to each other. And when you're holding it, you don't have anything in your hands really, but you create the image of how heavy it is and how big it is and what shape it is and toss it to a person who has to catch it that way. And then they shift it in their hands and change it and move it to somebody else. And there's so much joy just in all the different ways you can shape that ball that create imagination and fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could just imagine people laughing as you're doing this as a group. Right.
1: We actually even use it virtually when we are spread like if introductions. For example, you start and you toss the ball to somebody, and they introduce themselves, and then they get to create the ball and say who they're tossing it to. So it adds an extra element of fun to something that could get boring.
2: But before we leave this uh, quickly, I just thought of three things in terms of round shapes. When we're surprised, our eyes become lit up and round. Our our mouth, our lips become round as we. Oh, that and and when we hug each other, there's a core semi-round oh, shape involved yeah. for safety. Oh when you think about it in friendship. That's pretty neat. Yeah.
0: Wow, that was great improvis- improvisations, Bill.
1: <laughs> and when we say wow, our mouth. Wow, goes our mouth yeah. If you put a W on each side with your three fingers, you spell wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and wow, it's time for us to shift to the absolute word. Of course, the absolute word is based on Sunday messages appearing in Daily Word, a copyrighted Unity publication, and has been used with permission. And this appropriately comes from December 31st, 2023, and the words are release and embrace, and I bet our listeners know what the Daily Word was, let go and let God. I uh, so yeah. release and embrace. And what could be more appropriate than I release 23 and I joyfully embrace 24. As 2023 ends, I reflect upon the joyful times and the not so joyful times. In prayerful contemplation, I feel gratitude as I accept and embrace it all. I have laughed, cried, celebrated, and grieved. And here I stand. As days turned into weeks and weeks into months, I have met the year's events with faith and have grown resilient. Now it's time for me to release it all as I embrace the days, weeks, and months ahead. I learned during the past 12 months from my joys and sorrows and everything in between. I am prepared for the new years. I release limitation and embrace my hopes and dreams. I release my adverse ego as I fully embrace my divinity. I step boldly and bravely into the new year. I release 23 and joyfully embrace 24. And listeners, whether you're listening to this at New Year's, like we're recording this or not, every day is a start of a new year. And so this is Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck, grateful for you listeners, saying goodbye.
1: And this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton sending nice circle your hugs and saying blessings to you. And this is the
2: Reverend Doc Bill Holton saying goodbye. We'll see you next year. And we three invite you to release 2023 and joyfully embrace 2024. <laughs>